We are asking God for insight, for inspiration. We are asking God for world that would bring transformation, recreation. We are asking God for world that will bring restoration and an ability for your people to be able to stand before you with hands lifted, rejoicing because of the victory that you always grant unto them by reason of the death of your only begotten son. Which we believe and trust that is alive today, even within us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Now, listen to me this morning. I will be talking to us on the counsel of the Lord. The counsel of the Lord. Hallelujah. The counsel of the Lord. Now, a few days ago, I was in deep thought. And I'll be honest with you, I was in, in that deep thought. And at about the middle of the night, I got into this vision. Yes, somebody I, I love so much. A good preacher in the United States, Ed Dalinow, just appeared to me. I began to talk to me. I came out of that vision very fresh and refreshed. Because he spoke some things to me that made me to know that God has a plan, not just for my life, but also for your life. Hallelujah. It was an encounter, as far as I'm concerned, that brought real faith and transformation to my life. And it is worth it that you come to understand some things. That there is no man, no force, no thought, no plan outside of God that can frustrate you. Practically impossible. Amen? Now, watch this. Proverbs 19 verse 21. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Now, listen to this. It could be your devices. It could be another man's devices. Many devices in a man's heart. That man could be you. It could be somebody else. Many plans. Many desires. But the Bible says, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. You are going to stand because there is a counsel from the Lord. Your standing is not because there are no plans. Hallelujah. And that word counsel there in the original Hebrew, it actually means plans, it means advice, it means advisement, it means counsel, it means purpose. By implication, there are many devices, many plans in the house of a man. But God's purpose for you, you are going to stand on it. Hallelujah. There is a purpose for your life. Now I'm going to show you two things. or Two scriptures or two, two, two stories. Let me use the word. Two stories in the scriptures. So bootstrap what I'm about to say this morning. All of you know of Apostle Paul. And at some time in his missionary journey, he had a shipwreck. Remember that? Act 27. Got it from 21 to 44. We're going to read all of that. You know, but remember at a stage when the storm was so heavy and the ship was going to be 
wrecked up and all that. Before then they were fasting. I remember Paul told them, well, you better stop this fasting. It's because the God that I serve, his angels stood with me today and said, none of you in this boat shall perish. I've given all of them into your hand. Remember this story? Good. Now, number one, understand this fact that the people you associate with should either definitely be the people that God has given you to, to associate with and for the sake of those people, your life can be preserved. It's very important. Proverbs 27, we'll read 21 to 44. Just write it down. For the sake of some people that you are relating with, your life is preserved, not because of your prayers. It's very vital you understand this. Listen to me. Get connected. Allow God to connect you to a people. And there are other people you can be connected to and you are drowned. Example, Jonah. These are two people in the same ship. Paul in a ship, Jonah in a ship. Am I talking to someone here? What happened to the case of Paul? The people were saved. What about the case of Jonah? They were all going to perish. Because they were connected to somebody. Who has a problem. Another one is connected to somebody. Who has divine destiny to be fulfilled. You must know who you are connected to. It doesn't matter. It's so important. Hallelujah. And so here we are told here. That at a state they say, okay, what do we do? To lighten the ship so that we don't get shipwrecked. It's okay. Let's throw away everything. That means prosperity was going. Wet was going to save lives. You can't compare goose to a human life. No matter what. That is why God places value in his church. I'm being honest with you. Because you see, when you look at the place where he says, anyone that will make this little one to offend, look at the recommendation. May a milestone be tied on his neck and drowned in the deep sea. In other words, we don't want to see the corpse float out at all. All because you make one fellow in the church to do what? To stumble. That's the value God plays in a human life. As far as he's concerned. That is not compared to words. So throw away everything. Let this boat get afloat. Let no man die. Well, let me show you something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get down to uh, what verse are we going to read so that we don't spend too much time. Okay. Let's get down to verse 41. Now the wind was blowing and all of that. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground and the four parts stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. I watch this, verse 42. And the soldier's counsel was to do what? Kill the prisoners. Say, man, these guys can't run out of this place. Let's kill them before. Because now the ship can't move. We can't get anywhere. And we can't allow this place. And watch it. Paul was a prisoner. Are you getting this? But let's kill everyone. That means Paul himself has to do what? Die because he's a prisoner. Let's kill all the prisoners. That's a good counsel. But remember this, there are many devices or cancers in the heart of a man. But the counsel of the law, that shall stand. Now what will happen here? Lest any of them shall swim out and escape. But look at verse 43. But the centurion willing to save Paul. Not all of them. Can you get that? The centurion willing to save Paul. Kept them from their purpose. 
and commanded that they would swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. Look at this. For the sake of Paul. Now, how did God save these prisoners now? Connected to Paul with a simple counsel from a man. Hello? The command of the centurion is let everybody swim. And that's because you know Paul was who swim across. But God have already told him. You see, there are people, we said this the other week, there are some people you can neglect. They might be prisoners, but they carry God's identity. Are you, are you following what I'm talking about? God have already said, I'm going to give all the people to you. How did he give them to him? A centurion spoke. Let everybody swim. Instead of every prisoner dying, swim the best you can. Or because somebody is in your midst that God have ordained that must not die. Did you follow the picture there? I know your life is in the hands of God. But I also believe your life is tied to somebody on this earth. Are you getting what I'm saying now? God will frustrate the devices of men, but he's going to use men to speak. Because they must have planned what to do. But somebody else will bring another cancer to frustrate their cancer. I mean, listen to me. It's so real and practical. Hallelujah. And so here, we are told, and say, anybody who can swim, let him swim. So, now everybody swam across, and Paul himself was saved. Let's get another story from the Old Testament. And we thought the book of Second Samuel, chapter fifteen. Listen and listen closely. There are plans, there are desires, there are thoughts in the heart of men. Most of them, eighty percent of what people think about you could be evil, but there is a guarantee of survival. <laughs> I know it because the Lord has said it to me. Glory to God. Sister, I'll tell her to stand up if she can. Glory to God. So watch this now. Are you there in Second Samuel chapter fifteen? Look at verse number twelve. You know the story of Ahithophel and David and Absalom, three men. David, the king, Absalom, his son, trying to usurp authority, overthrow him. And he has a good guy who is supposed to be a wonderful counselor. The Bible tells us that when Abs, I mean, Hidovah speaks, it's like the oracle of God. Remember that. Okay, hear this. Verse 15. And Absalom said for Ahithophel, the, go- the Gilonite, David's counselor, from his city, even from Gilo, while he offered sacrifices, and the conspiracy was strong. For the people increased continually with Absalom. Look at that. The conspiracy was strong. There is conspiracy somewhere. But God's counsel shall stand. We don't have to be frustrated. We don't have to be downed. We don't have to be cast down as you will. By reason of the conspiracies of men. The Bible said the conspiracy here was what? Was strong. (laughs) You know what the word conspiracy means? in the Hebrew and actually means an unlawful alliance treason confederacy a coup are you getting this 
Some people gang together. Say, what must we do to bring this man down? In fact, let's see what we can do to kill him. People were moving towards Absalom against David. The Bible said the camp of Absalom was increasing continually. And of course, I'm not surprised because evil men will attack evil people. Hmm? And I said, but we need, we need an advice on how to go about this our business. The conspiracy was against David now. Let's get an advice. And who are we going to use? Let's use his own counselor. I don't know. This Ahithophel was a counselor to David. I don't know how he turns around to become a counselor to his son. You know what? He was looking for a popular authority, a popular vote. He has come to conclude David is not going to make it, but I still want to maintain my office. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? Some of you love to be ministry because you have to be deacons. Come on now, talk to me. I mean what I'm saying. You know why some people have to be in certain churches? Because they have to be deacons. They have to, no, that's the Absalom spirit. You know, I mean, uh, I hear it of it. You know what they're trying to say? Because they say, well, my ministry is not recognized here. My ministry is not known here. How can I minister to this kind of people? The Bible tells some people were moving towards Absalom. That means the camp of David was coming down. Am I talking to someone? So Absalom looked at his, what, what, what am I going to do with these few people? With all my wisdom and ability, let me join the camp of those that are swelling. And so when, when Absalom said, just bring him, he went. Now look at verse 31 of Second Samuel 15. And one told David, saying, are you there with me? Second Samuel 15, 31. One told David, saying, a hit of his among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, oh Lord. Look at the prayer. I pray he turn the counsel of Absalom into foolishness. And this they kill him. Ahitophet ladder. Are you getting that? Turn the counsel of Ahitophet into what? Into foolishness. Oh Lord, just do one thing. That is just it. Now, listen to me. No matter how bad, God is going to send somebody around. The man that saved Saul, or Paul, was a centurion who gave the commandment. And here is a man that came to David and said, Look, a hit of it, I have also joined Absalom. So, Oga, things are bad. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? And David said, God, I know that the weapon of Absalom is his cancer. Just turn it into what? Into foolishness. I didn't say kill him, turn the cancer into foolishness. Very simple prayer. And then I think David just rested. <laughs> Are you getting this? Now verse 32. And it came to pass that when David was come to the top of the mount where he worshipped God, behold, Hushai, the architect came to meet with him with his coat rent and ate upon his head. Verse 3. And unto David said, If thou passest on with me, thou shalt be a burden unto me. But if thou return to the city and say unto Absalom, I will be thy servant, O king, as I have been thy father's servant, hitherto, so will I now also be thy servant, Thou mayest thou for me defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. God is going to use people. Amen. This man said, I'm going to stay with you. And he said, no, you'll be a burden. You know why I'm going to be a burden? I'm thinking about my life. I'm thinking about your life. Just go. When you go there, go into their midst and use your head. By the time Ahithophel will bring his counsel, you too bring your counsel. God will uphold yours. Hallelujah. 
and frustrate Ahitophel. Remember what he said. Frustrate the counsel of Ahitophel, but God was still going to use a man. Now, who is Hushai? I mean, it's not somebody you can compare with. But that was the instrument God was going to use. Are you still there? Hallelujah. Go to chapter 16. Second Samuel 16. Let's look at verse 15. And Absalom and all the people, the men of Israel, came to Jerusalem and heat of it with him. Verse 20. Second Samuel 16. Then said Absalom to Ahitophel, Give counsel among you. What we shall do. Verse 21. And Ahitophel said unto Absalom, Go into all thy father's concubines, which are left to keep the house. And all Israel, and I shall hear that thou art a part of thy father. Then shall the hands of, of all that are with thee be strong. Hallelujah. Verse 23. Just move down. And the counsel of Ahitophel, which he counseled in those days, was as if a man has inquired the oracle of God. So was all the counsel of Ahitophel, both with David and with Absalom. That means this man was still operating at that frequency. With which he was operating with uh, David. It hasn't changed. But one thing is going to change it now. Just the prayer of David. Now look at verse, chapter 17 verse 1. 17 verse 1. 2 Samuel. More of Ahitophel said unto Absalom, Let me now choose out 12,000 men. And I will arise and pursue after David this night. I don't know what was wrong with this man. You have always been with David. The story has just changed because you are doing, you seem to be finding favor. You seem to be, you know, coming to an alliance with the people that you know is standing against the one that God has really chosen to do a work for Israel. Look at verse 6 of chapter 17. And when I was come to Absalom, Absalom spake unto him, saying, A hit of it has spoken. After this manner, shall we do after his saying, if not speak thou? Who is Hushai that will make Absalom to go and consult with him again? God has started frustrating the devices of men. Hallelujah. He called for Ahitophet. Why is he consulting again with Hushai to find out if what Ahitophet said is good? Confusion started coming in. Why? Because David simply prayed the prayer. Frustrate what? The counsel of a heat of it. Hallelujah. I look at the next thing. Verse 7. And which I said unto Absalom, the counsel that a heat of it has given is no good at this time. <laughs> he didn't say it's not good. When you are dealing with wicked people, use wisdom. Because if he said the counsel is no good, he would say, Why? He said it's no good at this time. In other words, this is not the right season for us to implement what? Your cancers. Hallelujah. Chapter 17, verse 14. 2 Samuel. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The counsel of Hushai the Archdiah is better than the counsel of Ahitophel. For the Lord has appointed to defeat the good counsel of Ahitophel to the intent that the Lord might bring evil upon who? Upon Absalom. Did you get that? It is not that what he said is no good. But God is saying to him is to frustrate, according to the prayer of David, the counsel of who? Of Ahitophel. Let me tell you something. Remember what we read in Proverbs 19. There are many devices in the heart of a man. 
But the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. What was God's counsel? God's purpose. What was God's purpose for David? He must be a king. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? So no matter the number of people, no matter the multitude of people that have started gathering together against David, there is one counsel that must stand in the midst of all other counsel. And that will be what? The counsel of the Lord. Are you following what I'm saying now? Now get down to Psalm 33. Psalm 33. I get a picture. Are you there? Psalm 33. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heaven to naught. Can I hear an amen to that? He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. How is he going to do that? Through a people. He bringeth the counsel of the heaven. Psalm 33 verse number 10. No matter how many people are gathering together for your sake, every counsel of men shall be brought to none effect. That is what God is saying. That is what God is speaking. God is simply saying it doesn't matter how many people. It doesn't matter how sharp their thoughts and desires are. One counsel alone always stands. And that is the counsel of the Lord. So you don't have to be afraid. Look at verse number 11. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thought of his heart to all generations. In other words, what he intends to do is perpetual. So if God have determined to establish you and God have chosen that you be a rich man, you will definitely be. No matter what man intends to do, you will become who God intends you to be. No matter how they plan, no matter how far they go, even if they're like, let them consult oracles. That won't change God's counsel for your life. Hallelujah. It will never change God's counsel for your life. It will never frustrate the counsel of God for your life. No matter where they go to. No matter how many they are. The battle of the Lord standeth sure. And is forever. Amen. Say the thought of his heart to all what? All generations. But what will he do with the counsel of the heathen? He will bring them to naught. The devices of people. He will make them of none effect. In other words, they will not walk. That is what walk in the counsel of Absalom and Ahitophet. No matter how sharp they were. God just simply frustrated the counsel with a man that spoke one word. The counsel of a heat of it is good, but it's not good at this time. Hallelujah. Why? Because David must still remain the king that God ordained him to be. That is one purpose for David. He has to be the king of Israel. Are you still there? It doesn't matter how long he was going to stay in the cave. It doesn't matter how long this treason thing will come up, this coup against him will come up. God's desire for David is that you are going to be a king in Israel. Simple. Hallelujah. Look at something in the book of Job. Something in the book of Job. It's talking about God. Job chapter 23 verse number 13. The Bible says, but he is in one mind. That is God. Who can turn him? And what he so desireth, even that he doeth. Verse 14 says, For he performed the thing that is appointed for me. Can I hear an amen to that? And many such things are with him. He performed. Who is performing? God. Such things that pertain unto me. He performed those things that he has appointed unto me. He says he's in one mind. You know what it means to be in one mind? In other words, God doesn't turn. Are you getting that? 
He made up his mind. Once he made up his mind, he has made up his mind. For you, there is good news. God has made up his mind that you'll be a successful man. And God is not going to turn from that. Are you getting what I'm saying now? He said he performed all that pertained to me. That which is appointed. So that in the midst of raw situation, God is still performing. That could be surprising. Because the life of Job was not a clean, straight picture. Am I talking to someone here? But all that is appointed of Job, God was in what? Performing. You can frustrate God. That's why Job said God is in one mind. He's not in two minds. He's not a confused person. So don't imagine, hey, God spoke to me yesterday, but look at my life. God is not a confused person. God is in one mind. He is not changing. You can't turn him. Now the plan of mine can't even turn him. He's in one mind. Are you following this? He has no partner in business to discuss with. As to say, should we continue or not? God is not in partnership with anybody. When it comes to decision taking, he's not consulting. Oh, come on. I wish somebody can understand me this morning. He has made up his mind for you. That life is yours. And he doesn't need anybody to go and consult with. Should we still give him life or not? Should we still make him wealthy or not? God doesn't consult people. Hallelujah. He has no partner when it comes to that. Glory to God. His designs are his own. His plan, his thought, his agendas, they are his own. They are personal. They are unique. You can't frustrate God. He has already said, oh, come on, Paul, you have to get down to this place that we are going to. So no matter the shipwreck, Paul will still be there. Did you get that? So the man said, let's kill all the soldiers. Let's kill all the prisoners. That was a good thought. That was a good counsel. And if they kill all the prisoners, Paul himself will be included. But the centurion came and said, no, 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 no. I want to save the life of Paul. What brought that relationship? How did it come to be that the centurion just developed interest in Paul? A prisoner. Somebody will develop interest in you. You won't know who the person is. You may still be together. But you will just develop an interest in this man. I love this man. How he doesn't know. God has just appointed and positioned him for your sake. Just to make you who he intends you to be. God positioned people for some people. Centurion was positioned there. He didn't tell the man, um, well, why do we have to kill them or whatever? He didn't go into all that. Why? Because he wants to save Paul. Say, no, let's not kill them. Anybody that can swim, let him swim. You know what he's trying to say? Let the natural cause take his course. Those who cannot swim, let it not be that we are the one that killed them. But he knew that everybody will swim. And Paul himself will also swim, no matter his age. He was going to swim. Energy will come that day. This man will not die. Even when he came and Viper could not kill him. At the end they worship him as a God. Because God of all day, this man must live. And he said, I'll fulfill my cause when he wanted to die. That is why honestly before would I almost know. I have always believed that. You can't just die like that. You must know. Peter knew when he wanted to die. Paul knew when he wanted to die. Am I talking to someone now? Moses knew when he wanted to die. These are good examples. The old fathers knew Jacob has to pray when he wanted to die. You remember that? Bless the children. 
We are not going to die like that. If we must die, we are going to know. We must put our house in order. You said it this morning. That's the matter that is to die, but he has to put his house in order. You don't just go out and say he didn't come back. That is not for you. Amen. Am I talking to somewhere here? Yeah? He traveled, he didn't come back. No, that is not for you. Or they kidnap him on the road and they use him for ritual. That is not for you. So the viper could not kill Paul. These people, soldiers could not destroy him because God has a purpose. God is in one mind. You can change him. He has no partnership. He's not discussing your future with any man. Everything is within his own diary. He's not consulting you. He's not consulting the witches. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Fear not. God is in one mind. <laughs> Glory to God. He formed them in his infinite wisdom. Everything he wants to do. They are all locked up within him. You can't turn him. You can't change the determination. You can't change its resolve. If you want, get angry. It is vain, therefore, for man to contend with his maker. You cannot do it. You can't change it. My life is not in the hands of any man. My future is not in the hands of any man. Am I talking to somebody? No matter the counsels of men, they are both to be frustrated. The counsel of the Lord, thou shalt stand. It could be delayed. But it can be frustrated. Hallelujah. Listen to me. His joy. The happiness. The accomplishments that I will have in life. God has designed them by himself. What will give me joy in this life? God has designed them by himself. And they will always come at the appointed time. So none of you will live a frustrated life or die a frustrated man. If you understand what I'm talking about. It could be delayed. But it cannot be annulled. The plans, the purposes and the desires of God are real. When this man was speaking to me, I just couldn't believe it. Elderly, old. And I was taking up three days time and Max said, oh yes, his picture. When I saw him recently, I was browsing on the internet. He's such an old and elderly man. And that's the very picture which it appeared. was speaking to me and counseling me. And I know that I am directly connected to what God is doing in my life. The counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. There are several counsels all over. Some you know, some you don't know. But there is one counsel that can stand. And that is the counsel of the Lord. Am I still talking to somebody? He has a great purpose for you. Nothing is confused. Everything has its proper place with a view to his purpose. The Lord has one mind. He's not confused. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Are you still there? Now let's read just two scriptures and we're through. Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8. Let men plan, let them scheme. You can't overrule the thoughts, the plans, the purposes of God. Man attempt to do that is vain, senseless. Isaiah chapter number 8. Are you there? Take counsel together and it shall come to naught. Speak the word and it shall not stand. For God is with us. Can I hear an amen to that? Plan the best you can. Isaiah 8 verse number 10. Take counsel together 
and it shall come to naught. Speak the word, and it shall not stand. Why? For God is with us. If God be with us, no man can be against us. Just put your way right before God. Seek his face. Get into a relationship with him. That's what is important. Don't be bothered about the cancers of men. These are not the issues. God is going to frustrate them. In his own infinite wisdom and design, he will always frustrate the cancers of men. But he said, just try. Keep on having your meetings. Keep on having your cancer. Keep on scheming on what to do to bring anybody down. To bring somebody wants to bring you down. Don't let that be your problem. There is only one cancer that we stand. And that is the cancer of the Lord. Hallelujah. So for the Lord speak thoughts to me with a strong hand. And instructed me that I should not walk in the way of these people saying. Say ye not a confederacy to all them to quit these people shall say confederacy. Neither fear ye that fear. Nor be afraid. Sanctify the Lord of fools himself. And let him be your fear. And let him be your dread. You know what he's trying to say? Don't agree with them in their thoughts that you are going to be destroyed. Because they don't have the power to do that. Why he said, don't say confederacy. So maybe you got an information that they are going to be destroyed. They are planning against you. And in your thought and in your mind, you begin to have a wobbling knee. begin to be intimidated. And you begin to pray useless prayer. God is saying you are trying to get into confederacy with these people. You are trying to come into agreement with what they are planning that you are going to be destroyed. But God is saying, don't you ever agree with that. Therefore, fear not. And don't let what makes them to be afraid make you to be afraid. You know what? What they fear is not the fear itself, but the idols that they worship with whom I mean, they consult. But when he say, don't fear their fear, in other words, don't let the idols intimidate you. Instead, you'll be afraid of God. Go to the beginning of wisdom. Are you following what I'm talking about? Let their devices, let them continue, let them consult mediums, let them go as far as they can. Necromizers, whatever. Call them witches or wizards. It's left for you, whatever it is. That is not my business. That will not intimidate me because there is one counsel that God has ordained for my life. And that counsel shall stand. Are you still there with me? Nothing shakes me. Nothing moves me. If anything, it has to be with God. Because it is natural. You understand that? When you get into the spirit, you come out of spirit. That's why we must come to the place where ultimately we must remain and abide in the most holy place. Because see, going in and out is a problem. Because the day you come out, moment you come out as a natural man, thought will begin to bombard you. Your car is not in good shape. Your school children is there. Your house rent is there. Your food is there. You get out of shape. But that is not to say the counsel of the Lord is frustrated. You're just in a natural setting. Am I talking to someone here? All this thing comes, but you see, the only way, just like you read on Friday, Paul himself came to a place where the Bible says he thought he was going to commit suicide because of frustration and depressions, but God delivered and is delivering and he will yet deliver. It's such a good thing for you to understand that God has not left us. My strength is always coming when he talks to me. He uses different things to talk to me. No matter the pressure. And what does it make me understand? I am still with you. Hallelujah. Am I, am I talking to someone this morning? And finally, Job chapter 5, verse number 12. 
God is still a good God. And we will always be a good God. His devices stands, but that of man is always frustrated. Job 5 verse number 12. Are you there? He disappointed the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. Hallelujah. What, what does he do? He disappoints the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot perform their what? Their enterprise. What he's saying is they have a business they are engaged in. But there is no success in this business because he will always frustrate them. So you see, there is a group of people who always be living in frustration for looking at you at all. In fact, when they thought you were down and they come and see you standing, they get frustrated. Somebody is unhappy because of you. You don't know. They are worried. They don't sleep the, the way they ought to sleep just because you are still standing. There are so many expectations in the heart of men about you. Like you read the other day, the key gems. And they were so happy. And now they want to keep Peter. There was an expectation that Peter was also going to die. But no. There was a divine cancer that makes it impossible for Peter to be killed. They had expectation, but their expectation was frustrated. The Bible says God will disappoint the devices of the crafty so that their hands, their powers cannot perform their enterprise. There is failure for them already. Hallelujah. They have a business. They have a meeting. What's the enterprise? It's business. They put up a business together. Because of you. And that's how you show how important you are. Because when men don't sit because of you, it means you are irrelevant. <laughs> Only people that are important are talked about. Come on. When men don't mention your name in their meetings, it means you are irrelevant. The proof of the fact that you have worth within you shows that somebody is talking and dreaming about you. What can we do to bring this man down? That shows how important you are. It's a signal. It's a sign. Right from the day that Saul began to want to pin down David, it's a clear indication that something was on his head. But that is where God comes in. To de destroy and put to not the devices of the wicked. I've come to announce to you, you can be frustrated. You can be afraid. Your days are in his hands. Your future is tied up within the purpose and the plans of God. That is why you are so strong and unique. You are unmovable. Am I talking to somebody here? You see, you were, you were supposed to be a rock, but now you have joined to a mountain. It is difficult to move a mountain. You can move a rock, but not a mountain. You just need to be part of that. Huh? Hallelujah. It is difficult. Men cannot frustrate me. It is impossible. Practically impossible. When Hallow White was talking to me, I knew that God has a mind. 
One day, I pray you dream and your name will be properly called. I'm not talking of just imaginations. When you will hear your name and somebody will begin to talk to you. Then you will know that God is closer than you least expected. He's not up there in heaven doing nothing. The Lord is with you. He said, their cancer shall be brought to naught. Do you remember that? Isaiah chapter 8 verse number 10. He says, it's going to frustrate the devices of the wicked. Why? Because God is with us. We are not just alone. We are not walking alone. We can't be frustrated. I have good news for you. God is with us. Do you understand? That devices is bringing to naught. That confederation amounts to nothing. Absalom with all his people can't even stop David from being a king. That is the good news. The Absalom camp, let it continue to increase, but David remains a king of the Lord. That is God's mind. It's not in two minds. God is in one mind. And it's not going to share your vision with anybody to discuss whether you should continue or not. I've come to announce to you, you have a glory. You have a future. God is with you. Your counsel will stand because it is God's counsel. But the counsels of men, God will do what? We frustrate. God bless you.